Yo, I'm building my own dream. All because y'all said I couldn't. Two for the team. We getting off of the block. I see an eminent me. Tell him get off of my jock. I'm gone, black out. I'm gone, black out. I'm gone, black out. Give me my ish, I'm back now. Two for the team. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the How to Build Your Own Dreams podcast. I am Aaron Knight, the co-founder and president of BYOD. Yep, I'm Brandon. I'm the co-founder of Build Your Own Dreams. And today we are here with the man, the legend himself, Edward Castillo of Figure Out Agency. What's good, man? Yeah, happy to be here. Build Your Own Dreams as we build it together. Yeah. Thank you for being here, y'all. This is dope. I want to tell a quick backstory because I've been a fan of Ed for like a decade. Um, I remember pulling up to South by Southwest and by any means necessary, I had to be in the room for the panel that he spoke on. So now that we're like peers, I still really look up to him and I'm always like researching, but it's crazy that we're like peers now and we know each other. Um, shout out to Brandon because Brandon was building here in Austin and then connected. You know, he got the connection going. But um, I don't know. It's really cool to be working in an industry and then admiring people. And then you end up getting to a point where y'all are like working together. So and I'm like super stoked that you're here. because I've been a fan for a decade. Yeah, crazy to hear. You can believe you told me that story the first time. I was like, "What?" Like, yeah, yo, I was in that panel. Like, I just gotta, I can who's here? Yeah. I gotta, get, I gotta hear yeah. the end, and I gotta meet this dude. I used, yeah. to, I used to never want to do them either because I didn't, I didn't think that like I had a reason. I didn't. Um, word is not the right term, but I'd be like, "Why me? Like, why do you want to hear from me?" Like people like me needed to hear facts. Yeah, so yeah. I'd always be like scared to do them, and then. A friend of mine, Bianca Flores, who's killing it too. She would she would hype me up. She's like, you need to get out there and talk. You need to go tell people. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, why me? I'm not a, the owner of that company at that time or anything. Like, I don't want to. I'm scared to do it. Cause we knew you were the hustler. Do you know? <laughs> Facts. I mean? Yeah. It was super evident it. back in the day. I don't even know how, cause I feel like it wasn't really like an Instagram thing. But I've always just been a researcher, and it's it everywhere that that brand name was, you were. And I had pulled up to some of y'all's events and I always saw you and it was like, man, this is the dude making the moves. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. And I think that I have a natural, like I naturally gravitate towards people who are doing the thing and not to say anything negative about anybody else, but a lot of people will take, put their name on something. The people who are working usually don't care about their name being on it. They're just like, is this going to be as massive and as incredible as I believe it to be. And I could tell that you were that person, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know how I even first crossed paths with you, but once I first figured out that you were the dude, I was like there following, paying attention wherever you were going. Yeah, I remember Brandon had told me about you because we had had been working together for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, so that it's funny because I was excited to meet you. That's crazy, wow. And he was like, my friends are coming from Atlanta. So he's just excited to meet someone, and then I had no uh, context of you knowing who I was. Sure. So you told me that I was like, "Oh, what the hell? Like that's crazy to hear." Like yeah. uh, it's a little. And um, before we even get started, too, I just want to—I tell you all the time how much I appreciate you. But I genuinely appreciate you and everything that you've been doing, and even just the fact that the way that you put on people and you always looking out for people—it's not, especially in the industry that we in, it's not a lot of that. Um, cause I, again, I've been doing events since college, but 
doing events with you since, you know, the French Empire days yeah. is really elevated, you know, my whole thought process. And part of the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is really is because of the the way you put me on. So I really do genuinely appreciate it. I'm a, I'm a fan of giving people their flowers, um, but I, we need to make it more public. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you do now? But then how did you get started? So people kind of know like why I've been a fan of you for a decade slash why Brandon has been working with Fresh Empire. That's a throwback boy. So you know what I'm saying? Like, can you break it down for us a little bit, Ed? Who are you? And then, you know, why do we know you? Why do people know you? And what are you building right now? It's crazy to think people might know me. Uh, they do though. <laughs> and if they don't, now you're about to know. And uh, you can bring it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Edward Castillo. I'm born and raised here in Austin. I am a co-founder of a marketing agency now called Figure It Out. But I started out in music uh, around 2011, and we started throwing concerts and festivals because at that time, like, the artists who weren't being let into clubs were named, like, Kendrick Lamar and Big Sean and Mac Miller. Um, it was, I guess now it's called the blog era, but those guys weren't allowed to go play in music venues typically. Um, and those were the, that was the music I was listening to. And so I... I started going to these shows, and then one day I realized, like, I was at a Wiz Khalifa show, and it was the first rap show that it was ever on time, and I, <laughs> yo, <laughs> that I'd ever been to, and uh, I was like, yo, who's throwing this? Like the radio station? And they're like, nah, that young, that young guy over there. And I was like, what the hell? And the girl behind him, I had actually went to high school with. Her name is Annalise. So I reached out to her on Twitter and was like, help me. What do you do? Um, and so eventually I started interning with them. I didn't even know what interning meant. Um, started interning with them and in my mind I'll never forget I went to the first meeting and just not any other way but just like the way the community they were in was like college frat type things so I went to the first meeting and it was those people there like I walked in and it was 70 white kids and that sold shows back then um, yeah. but I was like oh shit I can't compete here like what am I gonna do and so I stuck around and then I realized like, oh, I'm a, I want to do this. So I remember thinking like, well, 70 frat kids, they have frat boy money and frat girl money. So they probably sell like 300 tickets each. So I need to go sell like at least 300. How do I do that? And so I started like selling all these tickets, which in my mind, now I think about like how dumb the logic was. Because I'm like, I'm like seventy times three years. What? <laughs> that would be a twenty one person. What? Like that's that's a festival. If I thought they were all selling that many tickets, so I would go. Um, the way I started to get noticed is because I would go and I would go onto like Facebook before Facebook Market. There was like Facebook groups. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. ATX sell my stuff. All that. I would go in there and I'd say, I got I got tickets to Big Sean. Uh, I'll be at the Walmart uh, from eleven to five. Just meet me there. And I literally sit at the Walmart and like serve tickets out. And in my head, I'd be like, "Damn, I'm messing this up. Like, how am I not? How am I doing this right? Because I only sold 100 to this and 50 to that." What I didn't know is that my competition was selling like five and four. Mm. And uh, Sasha, the founder, was he was a scoremore. He was living in New York. He came back home. He came up to me one day. He's like, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm a fur." He's like, why are you selling all these tickets? And I explained it to him and he was like, why hasn't anybody thought of that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't have a lot of time because 
as a college student, uh, I was working full-time for the government, and I was selling part- cars part-time. So my days, I had planned them out from the second I woke up to the second I was going to go to sleep and how much time I could have to sleep. Uh, and, like, on my lunch breaks, I would do stuff for them. And then at the same time, because I was crazy, I was, like, I went to this party one time called the Fader Fort, and I saw guys doing the same thing, and I was, like, oh, I want to do that, too. So I applied for them as an intern, working for free type stuff. Well, you make a little bit, but basically working for free. So I had, like, these four things I was doing at all the time. And uh, that that eventually led to two years later, Sash, but I started running the Austin Street team. We grew into Austin, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, um, El Paso at some point, and I was helping going, setting up the street team, setting up, giving them tickets. We had like captains in each market. I would usually interview people for them. Um, and Sasha asked me like, hey, well, you want to quit your government job and come work full time? Which was crazy to think of because we had just started a festival called Jambalaya. And the first year of Jambalaya tanked uh, pretty bad. Like it should have, it should have probably stopped the whole show but they him and his partner claire decided to reinvest so they called me they're like want to come work for us and i'm like hell yeah screw this shitty job <laughs> city job not shitty job city <laughs> city job uh and i remember being on the elevator the last day and and my whole family told me i made a mistake quitting and then you get on the elevator and you have these older people who are like hey billy how's your day Oh, okay, yeah, no, I only got five more years left. And I was like, oh, yeah, this elevator is like a prison. Like, yeah. every day yeah. these people go up and they're just counting down time. Like, I'm out of here. And so I quit, and I went to go work full-time for Scoremore. Um, and from there, it turned from, like, 20 shows to 50 to 150 a year. And those artists that I mentioned earlier, like Kendrick and Cole and all those guys, they went from, you know, selling 100 tickets to 1,000 to 5,000 to 10,000. And they took us along the way because we were all the same back then. Like, we were just trying to figure out the, our way into the music industry. Right. And at the same time, we treated them like people. Like, we'd take them out to eat or drive them around Houston or you want to go to a show, you want to go to get shoes or whatever. We were in the mix, too, so we would take them to do all those things. And a lot of them stayed with us the whole way. And to this day, Squimmer still throws J. Cole's Festival uh with shows like the loyalty there so that was it's always been cool to like have a part in those like have a part in those events and and think like oh i'm recording a podcast where i, I growing up i went i lived down the street too for part of my life like right here in Montopolis, which is crazy um and so you do all that but along the way I, one of the things that like brandon mentioned was like oh me bringing people up but i just saw it as my responsibility like okay i put my foot in the door so now it's time to kick it in because while when I wanted to sell more tickets, I just I didn't know who else to go to. So I started going to people around me who just didn't know that the opportunity existed. And I'd be like, oh, you need to make 500 bucks. Go sell 10 of these tickets real quick. Or let me show you how to do this. And then they'd be like, oh, okay, you got somebody else? And they would say, oh, I got a little cousin. He's super creative. Okay, bet. Like, And then you look around and you're like, oh, okay, now the room looks like us. So that, I saw that as my first fire. Yeah, like I saw it as my my job to do that first kick in or my first foot in the door. And then like, all right, I'm going to get everybody in here now. Like, let's make it our party. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like my back history. You know, I started out as a as an intern, turned into a concert promoter. Every, I did everything there, marketing, uh, ticketing, strategy, naming stuff, 
Um, and then eventually COVID hit. And by that time, I had spent a lot of time at that company and didn't know what I wanted to do next. And one of the things that, one of the things that kind of like found me was this thing called experiential marketing. Um, I had no idea what it was. I'd never even heard of it. And then we had hired this guy, a local legend um, from Austin named Brendan Hanna, who, Brendan is like one of those people in the background who just connects. He just, he's the guy that like, you're like, how did Nike get with so-and-so? And he's the guy who like made the call to set it up and you never heard of him. So he calls me one day, he's like, hey, uh, Spotify wants to do an album release for this new singer named Khalid in El Paso. And I was like, oh yeah, we we just met with his like people. He's like, okay, cool. Um, we're going to do it on Wednesday. And it was Thursday. <laughs> in El Paso. And I'm like, it's South by. Like, it's Thursday or South by. Yeah, we're going to do it on Wednesday. And I was like, okay, cool. What do they want? Like custom flags. They want to do it on a high school, his old high school. They want a marching band. They need a camera crew. They need all this. And it's their first time ever doing this type of thing. Wow. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm down. Because in festivals, like you, people don't realize like a, a, a festival is like building um, building a city in a field. Yes. For three days, like no restrooms, no power, no humans. Uh, and you go and you build all that. And you're responsible for all that. Your hospital, you know, cops, safety. You're responsible for building a city. So to me, like, doing things fast and being dirty, not dirty like in the sense of money, but like doing it quick and dirty was like my way of doing it. Um, and so that kind of like always, that eventually led to like why I named it Figure It Out because I would always look, be like, oh, we just got to figure that out. Um, and so at the end of it, Spotify really wanted these flags, like like high school varsity flags. And they were like, oh, it can't get done. Everyone's saying it can't get done. But I'm thinking like, I don't believe that. And we had been in El Paso and I met a girl who printed merch. She's like, I could do anything real quick right across the border. So I call her and I'm like, hey, can you give me the flags real quick? Yeah, I could get them tomorrow in Mexico. I just got to drive them over. So that's kind of what made me that little interaction where everyone had told them no. And then I was like, oh, we'll just figure it out. Like, I'll just send somebody across the border and then they'll bring them back. It landed us a client for years. Wow. Um, and so. Wow, chill. <laughs> I remember I was leaving Houston and Brendan turned around and he's like, damn it, you got to do this and you're going to beat me at it. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, do this. And that, you know, when somebody tells you something and you're like, I don't know what you're talking Why? about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that moment for me where I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. And he, he eventually ended up leaving. Um, but the super player part about him was that Spotify called him back out of loyalty because that's just the way the game goes. And they said, uh, we want to do a party for this new rapper coming out. She's from Houston. We want to throw a party at a gay cowboy bar in Houston for this artist, Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, we got two weeks to do it. And he said, I don't know hip hop, call Ed. And so that that led to me working with Spotify multiple times because there we were working with Meg and like because of the connections to Houston, we knew her management, we knew a lot of the people we were able to like get all this stuff going and we found a gay cowboy bar in Houston that wanted the party. And it was crazy. Like it was crazy to start doing that. And all of a sudden, like people started hearing that, Oh, well, Ed down in Texas is doing experiential. He could do it fast. He'll figure stuff out. He knows rappers, he knows the industry. And so we started getting calls from other people. 
and we were working with like BuzzFeed and working with other companies. But I was doing that on the side. Like I would, I would take this party and at the same time be planning a music festival. But like right. that was my passion. Right. It was what made me happy. Um, so when COVID hit, we couldn't do experiential. All the companies are in New York and LA that make the the decisions. And, you know, they were super locked down. But I was like, oh, what do I want to do next? What do I want to do next? Do I want to do this? And, you know, the experiential stuff didn't really fit into the to the business plan of what they needed to do next. And I respected that a ton. And also it didn't fit into like where I wanted to be. So I decided to take some time and then decide eventually like it was my time to leave very admirably. Um, that's still my family over there. But I was like, okay, I think it's time for the next thing for me. Um, and that's when I, I didn't know what to do. And I was like, I need an LLC. What am I gonna call it? <laughs> right, yeah. What have I been doing forever? Figuring it out. And so I named it Figure It Out kind of as like a, a joke a little bit. And it's just stuck so much. It has been so funny. And like hearing how many people connect to it has been so cool. Hey, that's hard. Okay, so you named Figure It Out. You got it going. That's your origin story. Yeah. Really dope. Because I'm just like, wow, wow, wow. We have so many similarities. Like, I can't wait to talk about them. But I kind of want to go back to you and branding meeting because that was such a iconic for those of you who don't know fresh empire it took the place of like the the what what was the name of the they were orange they were like the truth campaign okay so i used to work on warp tour i toured with the tour and the truth used to come out and those dudes had all the tactics to keep kids from smoking but the next generation of that was Fresh Empire. So that's crazy because when I first met Brandon, he had told me he'd done like brand stuff with Fresh Empire. And I'm like, oh, that's sick. Like I've been trying to get in with them. But yeah, so like how did, what was that like? How did y'all meet? What were y'all doing together? How'd you get involved with Fresh Empire? It was crazy. Uh, we So doing all the shows, you would get these emails and like, I read every email and I opened, I like, I always joke that like I read every email, I played every song that artists ever sent. Cause like, if you took the time to write a good email, I'll, I'll pay attention. Yeah. Um, and so you would get these emails and I got one one day and it was this girl being like, I need a table and a booth at your show. And I have like X amount of dollars. And it was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like it was a good amount of money too. Like it was, I think she had like five grand or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a market manager before you. Yeah. And I remember, they, and I like blew her off. I forgot about her. Because I was like, this is a scam. Yeah. Because uh, there was no real intro to it. And so I blew her off. And then she emailed again. I blew her off. And then finally I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I remember responding like, what are you talking about? And then she like CC's like nine people. And I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, hold on. And that's how I met Isabel. Because I was like, I was like, what are y'all talking about? Like, okay. this, like I remember being kind of rude. Like, this feels like a scam. Because at the time you would get a lot of scam stuff. So I was like, yeah. go away. Like, I don't know what you're talking about blah 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 and uh then i tell i tell everybody else i'm like hey these people are talking about they want to pay us like they seem like they they got their stuff together they put accounting at fresh empire on the email like and they're like yeah fuck it. like let's try it out and so to us it, fresh empire was like a little bit it was funny it was like i think every promoter treated them like this for a second where it was like who what is this government thing that you're paying us to do but then eventually they started calling me being like I felt like I was doing their job. They were like, hey, can you invite these people? Hey, can you? Do-? And so that market manager ended up leaving. And Isabel at the time, who was the who was the regional, called me. And she's like, 
who should you hire? And I'm like, I already do that job. Just hire me, like as a joke, like, halfway as a joke. And then uh, she's like, okay, uh, can you interview tomorrow? And I was like, for what? She's like, this is a real job. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> next thing I knew, I was the market manager. Yeah. <laughs> and I had this job and I was like, oh shit, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. Like I'm doing all the shows already. I have this street team. And uh, she, I remember Isabel telling me like, hey, there's some good, there's some people already on the team, but there's there's a family who's my rock stars and just hold them down. And I was like, okay. And you know when you walk into something and you're like, oh man, these people already know what they're doing. Like I'm going to walk in. I'm the new boss. Like they're going to treat me like hell. And I have my team and how I work already. So like at that time, my brother, uh, he worked with me on everything. So like um, I was like, Bethel, come with me. Like, start work on this thing with me and like i would take my cousins with me everywhere and daniel with me everywhere so i'm like y'all guys just come with me we set up this table we're gonna we're gonna run this how we run shows like there's a team there already but like we might have to take over and we show up and then brandon brianna and shalika were there and they saved our life bro i'll never roll tight that's how i'll never forget and my brother came to me he's like hey those boons like keep them bro like they know what they know how to set up the ipads they know how to set up the stands and they just knew how to, like, he was like, they could just set up the event. Like, we really don't even got to be here. And I was like, who are they, bro? Like, And they're all real quiet at first. Like, they're all, like, real humble. And so I remember, like, oh, well, they don't really they don't really rock with us like that. Like, they're they're not talking to us. And then, like, by the second event, Brianna was our homegirl. Like, and then like, yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon finally started opening it up to us. And it was like, and then he realized, like, oh, they're doing the same thing as us. Like, they want to do this. And immediately it was like, all right, y'all. Uh, start coming working for me with on this other stuff too. Like, what else do you want to do? So me and Brandon connected super tight, and then me and his whole family always have been like super close. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool. It was cool to like see that opportunity open up into different stuff, and then this fresh empire went away. Like it didn't stop any of us. Right. Keeping right. it going. And even before that, so because I I was trying to remember how I got involved with fresh empire, but the the market manager before you, that's he posted. I, that's one of the time we was doing a bunch of random gigs. I was freelancing marketing, trying to figure out. I think she posted like in a Facebook group or whatever about needed brand ambassadors. So I think that's how I got involved. And they are talking about where if you know people, I'm bringing a whole family on. You know what I'm saying? And they used to pay. Yeah, it was straight. Yeah. They paid like 18 year olds. Like no, they paid like 16 year olds. like 25 dollars an hour. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was crazy. You could do anything too. They'd be like, oh, pull up, just show up, and we'll pay you for two extra hours. And you're like. This kid's making five hundred dollars to yeah. come to a show and like stand here like it's crazy. super easy money. So yeah, so then when Ed got involved, super cool. I, I don't think that girl was even there. For, I think she we might did like two events with her, and then she was gone, and then that's when you took over. Um, but even from our working time with Fresh Empire, you know, you had left, you passed me up. Yes. So I became the market manager. I interviewed it. I think you just got too busy. I forgot that, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So you put me on to be the market manager, but I was only a market manager for like two months, and then they they shut down the Austin market. Yeah, but that's why I was talking about like he always looking out. That's why we had a similarities when it comes to like the community building aspect, the hand to hand ground combat that we always talked about. Facts. Um. So yeah. So yeah, I was market manager for like two months. It was crazy. That was nuts. Wow. I love this. I think we need a part two where we talk to your team. So. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy to introduce them to it and tell their story and yeah, why let, them. Let me get one question in with you before we like do the part two. But, um, what do you feel like is the most important component 
that either right now or you've learned in the journey to building your own dream? Like, what is the most important thing for you? The most important thing to me and building your own dream? Yeah, like, um, like for me, I, I can't, I, right now I feel like it's the most important um and but it's typically a stream for me is I think caring is like you have to care about what you're doing and you have to care about people or everything just becomes a transaction or it's for clout or it's to be cool but if you care about your craft and you care about your people for me caring is the most important part of the business the the way that I show up in business yeah I feel like I feel like for me it's always been longevity and opening that next door like to me I think any any business is a young man's game and a young person's game. Um, but like, it's my responsibility to see who that next person will be. And I'm always hard on them, on my team and myself for like finding that next generation of talent because I feel like at some point somebody did that for me. So now it's my time to do it for the next person and their time to do it for the next person. So for me, it's like longevity, like you said, caring, and then just doing right. It's, it, we can't do right every time, but like, doing as much right as you can for the next person and I think that always just seems in a weird way to come back and take care of you so like we try to do that every day and then it works out for us like yeah, yeah. that's it's, fire yeah I definitely relate to that um we we get into some more part two make sure I tune in um where they, where they can follow you or where they can find you yeah our Instagram is figured out agency uh our TikTok's funnier I think uh <laughs> My personal is just my name, Edward Castillo, but I don't really post a lot there. Just me having fun, living life. Um, but yeah, that's been cool. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Make sure y'all tune in. Part two coming soon. Peace. Like, comment, subscribe. Oh, yeah. All, all, I really got to do that. Oh, subscribe on YouTube. If you're on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can leave a re review, leave a review, but go share this with one of your homies. This is our first ever interview on the How to Build Your Own Dreams podcast. None other than Edward Castillo because he's right. the GOAT right now. And because we got to talk about community, we don't want to bring all the flash and the glam unless you know about the community. So this is a direct member of our community. Tap in with Ed and figure it out agency and stay tuned for part two. Yeah. Send the cash up. Yeah. <laughs>